This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy executive Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano coming to you din, 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 din. in week <laughs> one, week one of the fantasy football playoffs. Mike, it is week 14. And it is time for the rubber to meet the road. That's right, man. Congratulations to everybody who got to their fantasy football playoffs. Now you just set your best lineup and you cross your fingers and you hope that uh, Lady Luck is on your side. One of the things, Mike, that I, that, that I always, that our guy, Scott Engel, used to always say for my years of working with him, when fantasy managers get into the playoffs, it's like they're having these mental press conferences in their head and sometimes they overthink their roster decisions. Yep. Yeah, no, no question about that. So you got to play who got you here, right? And there's going to be many a situation where you've got to play the matchups. Just be smart. I, I try not to get too cute throughout the course of the season, but especially now, you definitely don't want to get too cute. Uh, I mean, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Josh Allen's got a bad matchup this week, right? Yep. I'm playing Josh Allen. I'm not getting cute. I, I think he's he's very close to being matchup proof. And so if you've got Allen on your roster, I mean, unless unless you've got Allen and like Tannehill. I got Justin Allen Herbert, and Justin I got Allen and Justin Herbert. Herbert then, yeah, that's who I have. Then you've gotta then you gotta think about it. But yeah. but just don't get too cute right now. Yeah, no doubt. Herbert versus Atlanta, I think, is the it's right call over the tough matchup that Josh Allen has yep. this week. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is my home league where I went from first seed to sixth seed in the span uh, of forty eight hours, it seemed like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh yep. It is what it is. Shout out to Darren Waller for doing that to me. I remember that, DW. All right, let's get ready to hop in there. Let's start with the first matchup of week number 14, New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be a good one right here. I seem like the Patriots are starting to get a little fire behind them. They're running the football well. They're playing good defense. How does that translate to fantasy? I don't think this is a very fantasy-friendly game. I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, so, like, 
let's let's look at the positions, right? So at quarterback, you got Jared Goff, who you can't trust, right? And New England has held down each of their last two quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert, to next to nothing. I'm not playing Goff. Cam has got the Rams, who also have a very good defense against quarterbacks. I'm not playing Cam this week in traditional, in redrafts. You're not going there. Uh, in 2QB Superflex, different story. I would not start any Patriots this week in redrafts unless I needed maybe a flex, Damian Harris, James White, but you're you're dancing on the edge of a, of a razor blade there because it could go either way. Now for the Rams, I like Akers because he had a big touch share last week. And, you know, the Patriots defense can be had against the run. And Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I feel like, are obvious starts. The Rams defense is also a pretty good play. But there's not much to like, man, in this game. No, definitely. When you look at the total in this one, the total over at the DraftKings Sportsbook is sitting at 44. That's a pretty low total for 2020 in the NFL. So it does look like fantasy points can be hard to come by. Mm -hmm. But if you do got to throw one of these guys out there, right, and they drop a dud, don't get nervous and think you got to scramble to find the points on Sunday because the points kind of find themselves, Mike. Right, exactly. Again, it's all going back to like, just don't get cute. Play the guys who got you there. Now, I will say this. If you start Goff, shame on you, number one. Uh, If he gives you six, okay, or seven or less than 10, then maybe you do have to play higher ceiling options to try and make up for what you lost. But overall, you still don't want to get too cute. Yeah, no doubt. I agree 100% on that one. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Expect a little bit more fantasy fireworks in this one, but that Miami Dolphin defense is good. I think they can pull an upset right here. We're seeing Tua playing good. Mike Gusecki is, is, is becoming a, a, a very good option and in Kansas City. Like you always say, Mike is chalk. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City is pretty much chalk. Although, I wouldn't play Edwards Alaire this weekend. Yeah, it has, it has yeah, nothing to do. It has nothing to do with what happened last week. Last week was last week. It's over. So let's look at the numbers here with the glide. And I'm disappointed because I really liked him coming into the season. And once once he got going, he was on pace to be a top 12 running back. And then they went in and, and signed Le'Veon Bell. That wrecked everything, right? So he has seen an 18% touch share since Bell was added to the roster. Bell's at about 16%. Uh, the Glides scored 57 fantasy points since week seven. That's 26th among running backs. The Dolphins' defense is tough at home. They've given up the eighth fewest points to visiting runners. I can't play the glide. I can't do it. I mean, he's a flex at best. No, I would agree with you on that one. That Dolphins defense has been tough. That's one of the reasons why I think they, they, they could be a live dog this week. I can see Miami pulling out that upset. On the Dolphins side, Mike, it's kind of – we, we, we like Gaskins. We like Gusecki. We like Parker. That's it, right? I mean, I don't even know if I like Parker. i got to be honest with you, right? No, it's tough, bro. Here, I'm here's trying to talk myself into he's, it. He's <laughs> He's better better with Fitzpatrick on our center, okay? And when I look at the numbers, right, Kansas City, uh, they've given up the sixth fewest points to wide receivers. They've given up 76 yards a game to receivers lined out wide, okay? This is not a great matchup. Now, could this go shootout? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Is Parker maybe a three or flex? Yes, but he is is a risk-reward option this week for me. And, And Gaskins, I do like. I think he is a he's a very nice RB2 this week, no question. Kansas City can be had against the run. Gesicki's a risk-reward tight end one, more more of a low-end tight end one for me. Uh, he's been so inconsistent, it's hard to trust him. But honestly, there's not a ton to like on that Miami roster this week, unless you feel like this game is just going way over the total 
and you throw the defensive numbers out the window. Yeah, and and, and it, I think that it could be tough to see that, especially down there in South Florida. You got to look at a Dolphin team that wants to slow this down and play keep away. So it could be, you know, outside of the chalk guys, it could be some risk built in to some right. of these plays right here. Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee need to get back on the road after they are uh, after their disappointment last week. Mm-hmm. They get a good spot to do it against the Jacksonville Jaguars. King Henry and the boys on one side, James Robinson, let's just call him the fantasy pickup of the year on the other side. Yeah, man, and I like a lot of Titans. Keep tabs on A.J. Brown's status, though, because he's missed some time with that ankle. Uh, boy, I just wish this guy could stay healthy. But it's it's a Tannehill game again. I think the matchup's great. Jacksonville's giving up 26 touchdown passes, about 22 points per game to the position. You're starting Derrick Henry. That's obvious. You're starting A.J. Brown if he's active. I'd start Corey Davis again. I told you to play yep. him last week. I mean, we, we said it, Corey. The matchup was really good, and he's got another good matchup. And Corey Davis folks, is legitimately like a point worse per game than A.J. Brown. Their their numbers are very close, especially after what Davis did last week. At tight end, I'm not sure if John is going to be back this week, so Anthony Frischer could be in the mix there. In Jacksonville, here's the thing. The matchup's good for their pass catcher. Yep. I have no idea who's going to lead the team in targets. I guess it would be D.J. Chark, but Mike Lennon, here's the good thing. Glennon is not afraid to chuck it, right? Uh, and he likes to chuck it deep, but Colin Johnson's been his favorite target the last couple of weeks, and I'm not, I'm not interested in playing Colin Johnson in the first week of my fantasy playoffs. So I'd still probably go with Chark here, but there are, you know, you're looking at maybe Keelan Cole could could bust. We, we we don't know. We just don't know. He could bust out. We're not sure. So really, the only the only player with confidence uh, that you can start in, in Jacksonville is of course James Robinson. It's like for the past couple of years, Jacksonville has had all of these talented wide receivers that cancel each other out. Yeah, and that that's been a problem. Yep, and and Chark, I mean, he had he had a decent amount of targets last week, just couldn't do anything with them. Yeah, so um, now he's a tough player right there, and has been all season. Minnesota Vikings, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no tough plays with that Minnesota Viking wide receiving core. You know how chalk the Vikings are. Anything at tight end this week? We like in Minnesota? Nah, I'm off of Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, red after zone right there. Tough last week, man. I, I I know Irv Smith Jr. was out. I I feel like. Rudolph's probably more of a tight end to this week. Other than that, it's a chalk game, right? I think he could start Kirk Cousins this week. He's had 20 plus and four or five. And I think this could be a high scoring game. Uh, the over under, I think was at about 52 and cooks, obviously a must start Thielen Jefferson. Who's the wide receiver seven. That's unbelievable. Crazy. And for Tampa, you got to keep tabs on what's going on with Chris Godwin with his finger, right? Because he's missed some practice. So if Godwin's a go, then obviously you start him. Evans is a start. Minnesota's defense is terrible against wide receivers. But if Godwin can't go, Antonio Brown becomes a really interesting play. Antonio Brown could be the guy to save you in week one of your fantasy playoffs, just like old times. Yeah. Um, what about the Vikings defense? No, I'm not going there. I, I know Brady has had some turnover issues and some pick six issues. I'm, I'm not going there. Uh, I, I'd actually prefer the Buccaneers defense this week. Well, Kirk Cousins can turn that joint over, too. That's right. That's right. Um, Houston Texans, Chicago Bears, David Montgomery. <laughs> Dude, David man. Montgomery's into the chat. Two weeks in a row he's had a big game, and the matchups have been right, and he's got another good one this week against the Texans. Uh, they've given up 16 touchdowns, over 31 points per game to backs. Eight different backs have scored 17-plus against them. So Montgomery is a very good play. Brandon Cook's probably more of a wide receiver three this week. Same thing with Kiki QT. I think Jordan Akins has some deep sleeper appeal this week. 
really interested to see what Deshaun Watson does because last week without Will Fuller, it wasn't great from a fantasy perspective. Uh, on the Chicago side, uh, Montgomery is a very good start. Allen Robbins is a very good start. That might be where it ends, though. Yeah, and it's, I, I agree with yours. It's only those two. I want to circle back to Watson, though. I think he's the real interesting character in this game as it comes to, you know, advancing to week 15. He's one of those guys where you got to put him in there, right, Mike? Right. I think unless you have Tannehill or Herbert, for example, okay. then then you can play the matchups there. Otherwise, it's, it would be a case like I, I wouldn't start Kirk Cousins over, you know, Watson, for example. I, I, I probably wouldn't start Brady over Watson, too, although it's close. But the fact that we're even talking about this shows you that the loss of Will Fuller has put a little doubt in our minds. Arizona Cardinals, New York Giants, that Giants defense is rough. I remember Frankie saying a couple weeks ago, if you have Kyler Murray going into the fantasy playoffs, you better be careful because he could be the guy that causes you to lose. Here's another quarterback that's got you there, Mike, Yeah, with a tough matchup. Well, I have him ranked 11th this week. So okay, so he's never, inside your top 12. I Yeah, he is, but barely. This is the lowest I've had him ranked like all season long. So the matchup's not great. The Giants just held Russell Wilson in check on the road, right? So, I mean, that's that's a hell of a, 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 a accomplishment in and of itself. But uh, Kyler's still probably going to be starting in most leagues. I would play a guy like Brady over him this week. Uh, Tannehill, Herbert, for example, certainly would be uh, started over Kyler Murray, who has really sort of fallen apart here at the wrong time from a fantasy standpoint. But uh, otherwise, I like Kenyon Drake this week. Nuke is an obvious start. That's it for the Cardinals, to be honest with you. And for the Giants, it looks like Daniel Jones could be back, which would mean you got a little bit more faith in a guy like Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram. But Wayne Gallman, li- listen, man, he's had six straight games with either 100-plus yards on the ground or a touchdown. So at worst, he is a high-end flex starter, and I think he's probably in the RB2 conversation this week. Yeah, definitely an RB2 conversation. Wayne Gallman has been, a, has been a, a godsend for fantasy owners that have needed that help, especially if you're a Saquon Barkley guy or just going through the, the gamut of the season trying to mix and match at running back. A lot of people just left Wayne Gallman sitting there. I mean, I mean Wayne Gallman was on NFFC waiver wires for a while after Barkley got injured, and then wow. the light just came on, yep. and, uh, and Wayne Gallman looks like a league winner right now. Oh, God. The Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Penguins. I know, right? Do we have to? Uh, the, it's the Andy Dalton revenge game for what yeah, that's it worth, Mike. It, and I got to be honest with you. There's actually some good plays in this game, right? This is probably the last time you can trust Zeke. Yeah, he, he, was, he wasn't terrible against Baltimore. His numbers weren't great, but he wasn't terrible. At least he gave you double digits, right? But yeah, Cowboys were behind the ball, though, so that makes it tough. Andy Dalton, I think, is in the 2QB Superflex conversation against his former team. Amari Cooper's been pretty good, man. I mean, like, I'm not saying Amari Cooper's lighting the world on fire, but he's giving you a decent floor. So he's in play. I think CeeDee's in play in deeper leagues. I think Lambs, uh, or excuse me, I think Gallup is maybe in play in deeper, deeper leagues. Yeah, 16. I like Dalton leagues. Schultz, man. Dalton Schultz is getting targeted a lot, and Cincinnati's not good against tight ends. So if you're looking for help at that position, he could be on the waiver wire. Now on the Cincinnati side, I mean, Gio Bernard's an RB2 flex, and he's been terrible. Four straight games, fewer than 10 fantasy points. But the Cowboys gave up 200 rushing yards to running backs last week. I mean, yeah. their defense, I don't know if they've just quit. I mean, the defense is terrible. So They quit in I, week I, one. I can no, I know I can start Geo. I can start Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins is a bit banged up. Maybe in a deeper league, I could play him as well. It's not like it's it, it's going to be like a fantasy smorgasbord here, but 
there are some there are some attractive options in the game based on the fact that neither defense is any good. You you don't think T Higgins score if he plays? You don't think he scores this week? I certainly think he can without question. Yeah. But who's the Cowboys? Anybody can score. Week? But yeah. is Ryan Finley starting? Like that's you know that that concerns me. I, Brandon Allen got banged up last week, so I don't even know if we're for sure who the quarterback is going to be in Cincinnati this week. Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers, a lot of question marks in this one right here, in my opinion. So when you go through here and you and you look at these teams on the Broncos side, it's very slim pickings. And Carolina is kind of like, okay, we got what, what's going on with this one? This is a tough one to handicap from a fantasy perspective. So, so for the Broncos, I like Melvin Gordon. Now I know he's still splitting touches with Philip Lindsay, but he had a big game last week. And Carolina's given up twelve touchdowns, the to six most points to running back. So I think Gordon's in that RB two flex mix. I like Noah Fant too, and Noah yeah. Fant, I mean his numbers aren't like huge, like he's not putting up gigantic numbers. But he's seen five or more targets in three straight games where Kendall Hinton was not the quarterback, right? Uh, the practice squad wide receiver. And Carolina has given up about 14 points per game to tight end. So I think you can play Noah Fant. Tim Patrick is probably a little bit more attractive to me than Jerry Judy at this point. Uh, Patrick's probably the play there if you need to play a Broncos wide receiver. Now on the flip side, Bridgewater's a 2QB two, a two uh, super flex option. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey's going to play. That's because the thing with it. He's got another ailment. So if he goes, he's an obvious start. If he doesn't, Mike Davis becomes an RB2. I do like Robbie Anderson a lot this week. DJ Moore is not only on the COVID list, but he's got an ankle injury. And the Broncos, they can be had, especially on the road uh, against wide receivers. So Robbie Anderson is in the mix. Curtis Samuel also is in the mix there for Carolina. That's probably about it, although their defense is a good play. And Joey Sly, for these those of you looking for a kicker, uh, is also in play because the Broncos have been very generous to kickers this year. And kickers are people too. Points are points, folks. Fantasy football playoffs. We give Mike a pass talking about the kickers. Um, New York Jets, Seattle Seahawks. The Giants were able to go out into the Pacific Northwest and beat the Seahawks. I don't know if the New York Jets are going to be able to do that, Mike. No, Seattle's uh, they're going to be a little salty coming in this game. So for the Jets... Frank Gore looks like he's not going to be able to go. He had the concussion last week. So Ty Johnson's like, I need a warm body at flex. That's that's the confidence level I have in him, right? He was pretty good last week, but the Raiders' defense is terrible against the run. Jamison Crowder's a really good play. I told you to play him last week. He had a couple of touchdowns over 21 points. Seattle's given up the most catches and the most yards to slot receivers, and Sam Darnold likes to target Jamison Crowder. And Denzel Mims is not going to play. So Crowder is, is certainly in the mix. Now on the Seattle side, to me, it's a chalk game. You're playing Ross, you're playing Carson, you're playing DK, you're playing Tyler Lockett. If you're in a deep league and you really need help at tight end, I guess you could maybe throw a dart at Will Disley. Uh, the Seattle defense and Jason Myers also very good plays this week. Oh, Jamal Adams revenge game. <laughs> Jamal Adams. How many times is he going to be looking uh, to, you know, Defense to, to, to just, oh, dude, I mean, like, you know, he's going to be looking to to rack up the uh, passes, defense numbers, the sack numbers, the tackle numbers, and, and, and you said it, man, he's going to be glaring at that Jet sidelines. No doubt about it. It's, 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 going, it's, a, it's a lot of players that glare at sidelines that Adam Gase is standing on, um, but hopefully that'll come to an end soon for New York yeah. Jet fans, and yeah. they get Broadway Trevor in there. And hopefully they can sort of turn things around. Indianapolis Colts and Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. So here we go. 
This is it, 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 it is it's three card money running back shuffle with the Indianapolis Colts this week because one of them should have a big game, right? Yeah, and I think it's going to be Taylor, man. Jonathan Taylor in the in the last two games where he's played because he missed one game with the uh, when he was on the COVID list, he led that backfield in snaps and touches. Okay, the Raiders just made Ty Johnson look like Freeman McNeil. If you don't know who Freeman McNeil is, look it up. Okay, nineteen eighties Jets. The the Raiders are terrible against the run. I mean, they've given up sixteen touchdowns, the fifth most points to backs. I think Jonathan Taylor is an RB two. Naheem Hines is more of a flex. Jordan Wilkins has kind of fallen off the map. Uh, for the Colts. Phillip Rivers is in the uh, QB2 mix in, in leagues that start multiple quarterbacks. I'm playing T.Y. Hilton again, man. I mean, he's hot, right? He's, he's averaging over 20 points in his last two games. The Raiders are bad against slot receivers. Now, T.Y. typically runs his routes out wide, but he, yes. will, he will get in the slot maybe five, six times per game, and I think he can break one in that area. So, And maybe the Colts decide to utilize him a little bit more in the slot over Zach Paschal. Uh, because the Raiders are so bad against that spot. I think T.Y.'s in the flex starter conversation in this game. Wouldn't start any of the Colts' tight ends. Now on the flip side here with the Raiders, Josh Jacobs is still banged up. Regardless, if Jacobs is active, he's probably an RB2. You probably got to play him. But if it's Devontae Booker, I'm not playing him. Last week was not good, and the Colts are really tough against the run as long as DeForest Buckner uh, and and Darius Leonard are in the middle, so uh, I w- I would be fading I would be fading Booker and playing Josh Jacobs with well let's just say uh, some caution. And other than that, I mean I can see playing Aguilar as a flex, although the matchup's not great. And Derek Carr is a is a fade for me this week. New Orleans, uh, no, let's let's start with this. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Right. So if you are Devontae Odom's, I mean Adams, fantasy manager. You got to feel good going into this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Dude, like, yeah. Well, yeah, Adam, Aaron, have you seen Adam's schedule the rest of the season, dude? Crazy. I mean, he's got he's got Detroit, Carolina, and then the Titans. I mean, yeah. that's that's bananas good. So, for the past, I like Robert Tunyon this week. He's he's kind of come into his own over the last few weeks. There was a stretch there where he was he was very unreliable and may have gotten dropped in some leagues, but now he's starting to pick it up. So, I think Tunyon is a is a top eight tight end at worst this week. Uh, on Green Bay side, it, it's chalk, you know, with Rodgers and Aaron Jones, for example. And, of course, you mentioned Devontae Adams. Now, for the Lions, if DeAndre Swift can come back, and we don't know at this point, if he can come back, he's in that RB2 conversation. Green Bay's been bad against running backs. If he's out again, Adrian Peterson's got four touchdowns in his last two games, and I would think he's he's a viable flex option. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Kenny Galladay. I'd be surprised if he comes back this season at all. It's a bummer because he's such a good player. But if he is back, he's obviously back in your lineup. I don't know that that's going to happen. Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson, probably the only two playable options there in Detroit's passing game. Interesting thing with Galladay, right? And trust me, I've had I had Galladay. I got a ton of shares of him, man. He's just yeah, I had him wreck. Some, I had him wreck some teams. But hindsight, not hindsight, being twenty twenty, and something that we can look forward to. When you have a good player on a bad team that is coming up on contract time, yeah. tread lightly because <laughs> I can almost guarantee you Kenny Galladay is probably somewhere like, I'm not coming back to play for these bums. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I to me, it's it's more of who's going to pay me the most money, and I think that might be – I think that might be the, uh, you know, the, the biggest factor there for Galladay, yep. but who knows? I don't know that he's going to be back this week uh, based on what we've seen over the last several weeks. Not a lot of practicing out there. I 
probably guess you're not going to have him this week. Yeah, I would I, I, I would go in that direction too. New Orleans Saints, Philadelphia Eagles. Mike, I've mentioned it in week one. It took it took it took it took thirteen but you weeks. Were right, bro. You were right, man. <laughs> it took thirteen weeks, but it's finally here. They have given the keys to the Philadelphia Eagles to Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a Saints defense owner, I'm loving life, right? No because doubt. Because I, 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 I know, I know, you know, he he brings a, a different aspect to the game. He can run a little bit there. Carson Wentz was bad. He's still a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start, and the Saints defense is one of the best in the National Legit, Football yeah. League, man. So. Uh, this game too is is somewhat chalk. You're starting the Saints uh, that are obvious, right? You're starting Alvin. You're starting uh, Taysom Hill has been very good as a starting quarterback. Michael Thomas has been on the injury report. I'm expecting that he'll be fine. Jared Cook is not someone that I would play, but he's not a chalk play. Uh, the Saints defense is very good, and on the Eagles side, honestly, man, the only dude that I somewhat trust is Dallas Goddard, and I'm not even sure about that because I don't know what kind of rapport he has with Hurts. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not playing any Eagles wide receivers. I'm not playing Miles Sanders against the Saints. Hell no. I mean, unless I need a flex starter, their defense is giving up five touchdowns and the fewest points to running backs. And Sanders' snap totals have gone down. So and I, I, I liked him coming into the season, and he showed some real flashes early. I don't know what's going on right now, but that Eagles, that Eagles offense is toxic from a fantasy standpoint. So no doubt. I'd probably avoid everybody except Dallas Goddard, and Goddard has dropped in my rankings somewhat this week. Yeah, I think we're going to be looking at a, a a different Philadelphia Eagle team when they come back on the field in 2020. I think it's going to be some changes made, some shakeups made. I think I think the, I think the coach is safe. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Wentz. Remember, they had to move Foles because Wentz kind of was like oh, Wentz's contract, bro. That's it's humongous. Yeah, I, the only team that I can I think of off the top of my head that might have some interest in trying to get a deal done is Indianapolis because he's I would got say that too, the Colts with yep. Frank Reich, and I mean like Philip Rivers is not long for Indianapolis a starting job, but that 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 could be a big move made in the offseason. We'll see. I'm still waiting for Andrew Luck to come back though, so <laughs> let's not let's not let's not get too far out there. I don't think Andrew Luck is done, but you know I don't. The Colts, think about the Colts as much as much. Luck as they've had with quarterbacks, right? Because they obviously had Peyton Manning, who was, you know, tremendous. Yep. And then Andrew Luck, who was great. They've had bad luck, too, because Peyton hurt his neck and then wasn't able to go. And then he ultimately went to Denver. And then Andrew Luck decided to retire uh, far before, uh, you know, he was he was in the, uh, you know, he was in the twilight of his career. So it's just it just seemed like the Colts would figure out a way to make a trade and land Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> and you'd be like, no, Jesus, I know, right? The Jets, the Jets are going to hold on to that number one overall pick. I mean, you won't be able to pry it out of their dead hands, man. Nah, they might as well. You're number two. You're on the clock. Um, where we where do we leave off at? Ah, oh, Washington football in San Francisco, old school NFC battle. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. yep. San Francisco home team in Arizona, and you got DC playing good ball. I think we know uh, McLaurin and Gibson are well, the guys. I don't think Gibson's going to play. And then I'm about to say Gibson has that injury. So um, McKissick. Yes, J.D. McKissick, catch yep. 100 passes. And San Francisco is interesting, too. How you break this one down? Right. So for me, and remember, this is a Jordan Reed revenge game. So if you like that narrative, you can go there. For for the the football team, I think you you nailed it, right? It's McLaurin. Logan Thomas has gotten hot. You can probably play him as a low-end tight end one. Other than that, McKissick, uh, as I mentioned, uh, assuming you're in a PPR league, is also going to be in play. For the Niners, it's 
boy, I mean, I liked Raheem Mostert last week, and he didn't do anything. Nothing. I mean, they gave the ball to Jeff Wilson a heck of a lot more than I thought. So now I'm I'm a little bit timid to start any of the Niners running backs. If I had to start one, it would be Mostert, but I am I am somewhat timid with that. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a big game last week. Uh, it took Debo a while, but he had a pretty good game as well. So I think both of those players are startables, uh, startable at wide receiver three or flex. And then again, Jordan Reed, for those of you who like that narrative, uh, playing against his old team. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt. That Jordan Reed thing is interesting. I can't believe Jordan Reed. Listen, he stayed pretty much healthy for the most part. He had part. a touchdown last week. Yeah, so. yeah, he's been playing well. Hey, this is an interesting game. I think D.C. can go in there and knock him off. You know what I mean? Imagine because I, I, I'm rooting for Washington, man. I, I because and, and I'm a Cowboys fan, and you're a Cowboys fan, and we don't like Washington. Not but I'd all. rather see them win it than the Giants because, well, we both, you know, are in the uh, have been in the tri-state area, so it's we don't very really tough like fan base to deal with. But I mean, like. Alex Smith coming back, you know, maybe he's going to lose his leg. His career was over. I'd love to see him lead Washington to a division crown, even though the NFC East is garbage. I think it would be a nice storyline. Smith's going to win comeback player of the year. Let Washington get in there in the first round. You know, they'll probably end up getting beat. Who knows? But they'd have a home game, and the defense is pretty good. So I'd like to see that for Alex Smith. And plus, I don't want the Cowboys to win another game the rest of the season. I hope Cincinnati boat races us this week. Yeah, I, I want Cincinnati to win the game, too, because I'm like, okay, we got to figure out a way to get the it. best defender in this draft class, yeah. and yep. there's a couple of good ones out there, so we definitely got to improve along along, along the entire defense that yep. the Cowboys need. They, they, no offense with this early pick. This top five pick should not be an offensive player. You got to get that defense together. We don't need any uh, – we need offensive linemen and defense. Yes, 100%. And if the Cowboys yeah. make any picks that aren't at those spots, they're stupid. But you know yeah. what? They are stupid, so. But not Jerry Jones. They know how to draft. Nah, well, I know they, I mean, know, they have a whole time picks, hiring head coaches. Our first round, well, our first round picks have been better, you know, over the last decade or so. But we, you know, Taco Charlton. I mean, we've we've Bobby we've had, Bobby Carpenter. We've had some things. We've had some things. I mean, like, yeah, let's be honest. But I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, and it could have been worse. Remember, the Cowboys, the reportedly wanted to draft Johnny Manziel. Yes, and then and then Stephen Jones talked Jerry out of it. Yes, so, they had to pry the telephone out of Jerry's hands. That would have been a massive and, disaster. And we almost traded up to get Paxton Lynch the year that we drafted Dak. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen as well. Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I used to play Dak. This is when back when you could play college DFS in New York State. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, every week I used to play Dak Prescott. And I was like thinking to myself, wow, this would be a nice guy to bring in to groom for when Tony Romo leaves. I didn't know Tony Romo was going to leave. It was going to oh, be quick. One week into that, <laughs> into uh, the preseason. Yeah. Um, Atlanta Falcons, Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert has entered the chat. This is Justin Herbert's chance to basically put a, put a stamp on, on to – this is Herbert's chance to tell fantasy owners, I'm a dude that you can roll with. Yeah, well, the last two weeks, he's averaged 10 points. I mean, I uh, that's, that's terrible. But, but he, this is a get-right game. Atlanta's given up 20-plus points to quarterbacks eight times. Uh, yeah, Taysom Hill's beaten him for uh, for over 20 in two of the last three games. So this is a get-right game for him. And the Chargers, listen, Austin Eckler didn't do anything last week. Keenan Allen didn't do anything last week. Hunter Henry didn't do anything last week, right? So this is a get-right game. I think the Chargers probably have a bad taste in their mouth after they were thoroughly thrashed and embarrassed last week by New England. Uh, so uh, you're, you're, I like Mike Williams this week, too. I think if you're in DFS or if you're looking for a wide receiver, the matchup's right here for Mike Williams. So I think he's in play uh, in certain leagues. And then when you look at the Atlanta side, I don't think Matt Ryan's a terrible play this week. Like he's not in my top twelve, but he's right on the borderline. So 
Julio is tough too to play. I know. I'm, 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 the Chargers defense stinks, man. I mean, they're they're, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're all banged up. That defense is not any good. So for me, as long as Julio's out there, which he likely will be, uh, you play him. That's obvious. I think Ridley's obvious. I'd probably be fading Hayden Hurst unless I really needed a tight end in the backfield. Do not want the matchup's not even bad at all. But yeah. Todd Gurley and Edo Smith and Brian Hill were splitting the carries. Gurley's knee is an issue again. He can't handle a full workload as bad as he probably wants to give you, you know, 25 touches at SoFi Stadium, uh, which is a stadium he says that he helped the build. I don't know about that. I'm not playing Todd Gurley this week. How could he have helped to build it? I guess when he was out there, you know what I'm saying? He was the main attraction. Right. I don't know. It's not like he's Babe Ruth. (laughs) It's not Derek Jeter? No. All right, well, last one before Monday Night Football, Sunday night, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. This is going going to be a good AFC contest on kind of see that AFC outside of Kansas. It's kind of like who's going to play Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. I still think it's going to be the Ravens, but I can also see either the Steelers or the Buffalo Bills being there too. Yeah, yeah, without question. And and again, unless you have like Herbert or Tannehill, I'm I'm playing Josh Allen, man. I just, I can't get cute. I can't get cute with him. Uh, it's Diggs, I don't care. I'm playing Diggs. I'm playing Cole Beasley. Now the backs, I'm not playing either one of the backs, Moss or Singletary. They're basically sort of, uh, you know, canceling each other out from a, from a fantasy perspective. Now on the Pittsburgh side, James Conner's expected to come back. Yeah. I don't trust him. They don't run the ball anymore. They're throwing it 68, 70% of the time. James Conner to me is a flex starter. That's it. That That's it. I mean, look at his numbers, folks. They haven't been good. And then when Benny Snell took over, his numbers weren't good either because they're not getting the football. They're just throwing it a ton. And I could see this one just ended up being an absolute scoreboard scorcher where they're just going back and forth and back and forth between Allen and Roethlisberger, you know, two of the top fantasy quarterbacks. I think this is going to be a fun one. The one player that I would be afraid of besides James Conner, though, in Pittsburgh is Juju Smith-Schuster, okay? Now, his average depth of target this year is 5.6. That's not very good. The Bills have been really tough against the slot, all right? They've allowed one player, Jamison Crowder, to score more than 13.3 fantasy points against them on slot routes. Here's another stat that's going to scare you. Tyler Lockett and Keenan Allen combined to run 65 slot routes against Buffalo this year. They combined for 12.4 points. That's it. Right? So Juju's probably a guy you can't sit. I might temper my expectations, though, folks. Buffalo... Based on the based on the trend, and they've played some good slot receivers like Cooper Cup. Is those slot receivers? Crowd is the only guy who's done anything against them. Okay, so I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Juju has a big game. But look at the numbers, man. It is not a good matchup. Would you play Connor or Wayne Gallman? Gallman, and yeah. I wouldn't think twice. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's 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 where it's at right now. And yep. that's interesting stuff right there. Yep. All right, Mike, uh, don't forget, sit start. Michael Fabiano, sit start is out. It's up there. Everything you need for week 14 to get your fantasy football playoff started. And um, listen, just everybody go out there. Best of luck, best wishes. For Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. SI Fantasy Podcast, we are out.